Welcome to this episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess. I'm Eric. And I'm Angie. We are married with a ton of kids. We have six kids total. He has three and I have three. My name's Hallie and I love riding horses. I'm Lexi and I love agriculture. My name's Carter and I love eating. My name's Chase and I love lifting weights. My name's Summer and I love spending my parents' money. I'm Dane and I love baseball. Our show is about our blended, blessed, and always a mess life. And our hope is if you find yourself in the same situation we are in, that by sharing our story, all the fun, and all the mess, the challenges we are experiencing, it will give you some inspirations, laughs, and community, knowing you are not alone in this mess. We appreciate you spending time with us. Let's dive in. Today's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess is brought to you by Top Notch Clothing. You know, our family loves to stay in shape, and so we need a lot of different workout gear. And myself, Angie, and the kids have started to love wearing Top Notch. They've got men's and women's apparel, shorts, t-shirts, leggings. The fit on it is so good, and I love their hats. I'm a big hat guy, and you can literally get the hat super dirty, and it just washes right off with some soap and water. It's absolutely fantastic. Look, if you haven't found workout gear that works for you, then check out the website, tnclothing.com, and you can get 15% off your first order when you use promo code BLESSED at checkout. Top-notch clothing. Check them out, tnclothing.com. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Blended, Blessed, and Always a Mess, where we are going to attempt to tackle a topic that nobody ever really wants to have to deal with, but we all do. We're going to call it budget BS, when you're dealing and balling on a budget. That's what we're going to talk about today. You are way too excited about this topic. (laughs) Before we dive into the exciting, exciting budget topic, let's first give a shout out to all the amazing dads out there, whether it's grandpas or dads or bonus dads or a male figure in someone's life, soon to be dads. All the things. Yeah. Happy Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day. Super, super blessed to have had a wonderful dad. Been gone a long time now. And your, your dad's great. So a lot of great dads that were around and just uh, hope yeah, they all have a wonderful day. I definitely want to give a shout out to my dad. Just so grateful that he's in my life, that he's been there for me as I was growing up. But him and I have gotten extremely close in the last six months after losing Hallie and his hugs mean more than ever. I've seen him hug you more than I had previous three years that I was with you. Hugged me more than ever. And we don't even really have to say much to each other. We just kind of look at each other and, and hug. So I'm just grateful, grateful that he is in my life, that he's here and I can get those big hugs from him. That's awesome. Great. And then I do want to give a shout out to Lance, who's my kiddo's dad. I would not have my three kids without him. So happy Father's Day to Lance. And then to you, Eric. Thank you. You're an amazing dad to all these kids. And you do not give yourself enough credit. Just had this conversation (laughs) last night. We won't dive into that. That's maybe a podcast. That might be a podcast, yeah. but I had to give him a little talking to well, in a stern voice. And he's like, why are you yelling at me? I'm like, I am not yelling at you. I am just, I'm telling you, you were a great dad and no kids appreciate their dad until they're older. 
Doesn't matter if it's your kids or bonus kids. Yeah. They're not going to be like, you're amazing. Thank you for showing up for me. Yeah. Yep. You, dads get shit on just like moms get shit on. It's true. <laughs> it's easier for dads to get praise. That I would say. Like we yes. show up and we do very little and it looks really – the kid's like, oh, my God. Moms, you guys you get a lot of suck. I'll say that. Yeah. But, but thank you. I appreciate it. But you're it. amazing, Dad. And you are – one of the things I love about you is you're willing to have those <laughs> tough conversations that most people would rather avoid. And so you just dive right in. Do your little – Eric started these little walkabouts with the kids. Like, I did that this week. Yep. Okay. You know what? You're going on a walk with me. And then you're going on a walk with me. And you're going on a walk with me. It's like Oprah. They all won. Walk and, walk and talks. <laughs> That's what we're calling it. I love it. All right, guys. Time to go on a, on a walk like, and talk. Oh, with God. Yeah. But I think they all enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, except for maybe Carter, because he still doesn't like to talk. It's, it is what it is. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And I do love being a father. And uh, really think I took it for granted for the first several years I was a dad. And really the last five to seven years, I've just tried to give it as much as I can give it. Always trying to show up for my kids as much as I possibly can. And so, yeah, excited to celebrate Father's Day. And, and yeah. You try super hard. Thank you. Thank you. You definitely give it your all. Appreciate you. I'm going to try and not get any talking twos for a while. Angie talking. She doesn't she doesn't get after her kids much, me much. So when she does, you're like, oh God, I gotta pay attention. And get this down. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to what everybody loves to talk about, and that is budget, right? And you and I, forever we lived on a budget. I mean, really in my life, it's maybe been the last 10 years that I was able to do some fun things. I mean, at least the third first 30 to 32 years of my life, I was Paycheck to paycheck. If the car broke down, it was like, oh, crap, that sort of thing. I think you were probably the same way for a long time. Oh, my gosh. Totally. Totally. I mean, we had things, but it was down to the penny. 100%. I remember when I was getting divorced and I was going to buy this house. And I really wanted it because it was in a good subdivision. It was a new house. It was perfect for me and my kids. And I'm a spreadsheet girl. (laughs) Yeah, we'll talk about it. And... I had a spreadsheet and I listed out like, you know, what I made, what my bills would be. And I literally had $10 left. And I'm like, that's it. I can do this. Yeah. I mean, there's no extra. I wasn't putting anything into savings. I was scraping at the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. I did that too for a long time. And I mean, I can remember being like, well, I got to put this much gas in because I don't get paid for two more days. And that's going to work, right? Yeah. The other thing I remember with it too now is you, you, you don't eat as much. You don't go out to eat. <laughs> you sure don't go out to eat, but I don't eat as much either. I'm like, well, if I don't eat all this, I can eat it again tomorrow. Oh, my gosh. Um, you got, I mean, we're literally – I know what it sounds like right now. It sounds like we both lost our jobs. We're barely <laughs> getting by. That is not the case. That is not what is happening right now. We just – we had a dream for a long time. We're making it happen, and that means we've got to start budgeting things at a much more intense level than we have in the last three and a half years that we were together. Oh, for sure. We had – a lot of freedoms. I mean, I, I'm a minimalist, so I don't I don't have a lot of stuff. I don't want a lot of stuff. I barely have stuff hanging on the walls. Mm-hmm. So for me, my when I do spend money, it's I do like to dress nice. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But I like to travel. And we you and I like to go to brunch or go on a date night and go somewhere nice to eat and all those things. So we really didn't have to be penny pinchers. We had goals. We had Mm -hmm. savings goals for sure. So kind of those bigger buckets, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put this X amount in savings. 
And but hey, let's take a four day trip to Charleston, South but then Carolina. Let's just be gone for a long weekend. So yeah. travel that like travel was our thing. But we also had a goal that we wanted to have rental property mm-hmm. in a location that we love to go to. That was like one of our goals. So we had a savings goal for that. And in the last year or two, we've been focused on, okay, when the time's right, when the stars align, we've reached our savings goal and we find the right place, then then let's do that. So yep. we've we've been looking for a little while. I mean, we even make make trips where we just looked, right? We went down with the realtors and just looked. I mean, I wore Zillow.com and all those things out because I was checking them out all the time to see if a new house was available. And we got pretty serious about it last fall. And even a house then fell through that we put an offer on. Mm-hmm. And then everything happened with Hallie. We just kind of set it to the side. Yeah, there's no uh, <laughs> feeling of dreaming about something or planning for something because you just have... No control, mm-hmm. like we've talked about. No control. And back and back up even, I think some of the challenges when you are blending a family or you're bringing two households together is how do you do your finances? That's that was, fair. you know. <laughs> That's fair. When I got divorced, I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to share anything with anybody yeah. ever again. Because yeah. if you've gone through divorce, you know that the separation of assets and figuring out child support and all of that stuff is very contentious. Yeah. And I feel like it burns everybody regardless on what what side side you're on. It is, it's painful. So in my mind, it was like, yeah, this is my stuff and I'm not going to share. And that's, you know, in my mind where I never thought I would get married (laughs) again. So it was like, yeah, walls up, not doing it. I felt the same way, but at the same time, I w- I'm the tightest person alive. So I yeah. didn't splurge for much of anything. Like I had a couple pair of shoes. I had not that many clothes. If my the kids needed game. something. Shoe game was awful. It was awful. Like, like we started a, dating and she started buying me pairs of shoes immediately. F minus. <laughs> that w- that's your shoe game score. All right. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> um, but I mean, literally, if my kids needed something. It was like, those underwear may have a hole in them, but you got you can wear through those a little bit longer, right? I mean, it was, I was not buying any extras. And if something, I wasn't buying new furniture regularly, there was, I don't just didn't happen. No. Weren't getting new sheets, new comforters, just because those sheets and comforters, we'll wash them. They're going to last. I mean, that was how I lived. And I was fine with it. I didn't have any extra supplies in the house, no extra soap, no extra toilet paper. When it ran yeah, out, we'd go get more. Yeah, you never stocked up. No, on anything. No. Which is Tight. funny. And I balance my checkbook to the penny. Oh. I've got an old school register, and I do it every morning. You should see how excited he gets when it's to the penny. Oh, when I'm I get like, to the penny. Whoo, how cute. How, how hot. cute. Just that's, turned you on. No, I don't think that's hot. I think it's cute. Sorry. That's I'm like, wow, look at him. He's so cute using his little old school register. Getting it. <laughs> so, but on the other hand, Angie balances everything out. She's got her spreadsheets that she loves. Well, I, I'm a forecaster. Mm-hmm. I'm not a balance to a penny. I could give two shits if it balance. I don't balance. I put everything in a register, kind of an Excel spreadsheet, but I'm more forecasting. And then every once in a while, I'll sync up and go, oh, am I actually, is this what I have in there or not? So I can I can budget mm-hmm. out. And you're more actuals, real time. Here's what we have. And I'm like, yeah, but in two weeks, we're going to have all these bills come out. And this is what we're going to actually have. So that's how we work. But I will say, because Eric was so tight, that's actually what made me consider the idea <laughs> of, of 
Our joint checking account. Joint checking account. I'm like, all right. I know we've talked about this before, but I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) She just doesn't want me to say anything if she buys something, right? That's the problem. The one time we got into it and we both took some fault in how it was handled, but it was actually a tight time of year. Christmas time. It was tight. But when we, when I said, here's the deal, we can combine checking accounts, but you cannot, you can't say anything about what I purchase. Cause I, in my mind, I'm not a big spender. Mm-hmm. He but, doesn't agree with me, but I, I'm not like, I don't feel like I go out and buy insanely expensive things. I just make sure our family's dressed nice. and doesn't even mean that it's like high dollar name brand stuff. I sure. We dress nice. We make sure kids have more than one pair of shoes. So, so anyway, so it was like, okay, here's the deal. We can go buy them. But like, I've been living on my own for five years, like doing my own thing. You were two years in, like, I don't need anybody to like, now, are you sure you should have bought that? Cause that's a quick <laughs> ticket to go F yourself. Like that's. <laughs> yeah, it really is with her. It Indeed it is. Yes. <laughs> so, so the one time I, I'd gotten Botox and. Which she doesn't need, by the way, she's gorgeous, but she likes. I don't it. need it because. I do Botox. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't have wrinkles because I do Botox. Anyway, all he did was go, <sighs> and I'm like. Yeah, as soon as I found out what it cost. And it was $400. That's like a bargain. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I was instant like, what the F did I do? Oh, my God. He sighed at me. <laughs> <laughs> she literally got mad because I sighed. Don't I was be like, coming at me with oh that sigh. Oh, my God. I didn't say anything. <laughs> I you just didn't have to. That sighed. look on your face was like disgust. Then when I found out that 400 was a deal, I was like, oh, God, this is even worse. <sighs> oh, so we anyway, didn't do that after we that. got now, that all figured out. I do. I do all the laundry in the house. And so I do know when her and Summer have all these new clothes coming in, she's all hiding, hiding it or thinks she's hiding it. I'm like, this is new. This is new. I've never washed this. We like, hide I know. It. We don't hide it. We don't just come in and say. Here's a new shirt or new shorts or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got through that yeah, sort of. Yeah, you just ignore it. We kind of go do our own little things. I basically our own ignore it. Side, That's right. Our little side pocket, our little own accounts for yeah, that. Every month money. we have a little side pocket that we each have and that's it. But otherwise everything else is one big savings. And, and so as we mentioned earlier, we had been looking at rental property and then everything happened with Hallie passing and we just stopped. We just completely stopped. But then about three to four weeks ago, when you're, you know how it goes, right? When you're, when you're, not, you're trying not looking, to, when you're not trying to date someone, you find someone. Right. When you're not doing this. You don't have any money. You find a lot of clothes. <laughs> that's right. That's when right. When you're shopping. Or you, you end up, you're down in Florida with your mom and sisters and all of a sudden, in the area well, we've been rained. looking for. It rained for two days. So what do you do when it's rainy? You shop. <laughs> so my so wife I doesn't met- shop for clothes, though. <laughs> she shops for rental houses. That's So I just messaged our realtor, and I'm like, hey, is there anything in this area? And so she's like, oh, I'll pull a new you know, listing, new report. So she sends me this report, and I'm looking at the houses and the number seven listing. Hallie. I'm like, that's the house. That's it. And I went and looked at it, and I'm like, Oh my God, it's the, it's a dreamy neighborhood and it's exactly what we wanted. So to honor her and for people to keep saying her name, which we talk about often, once it all goes through, we're going to call it Allie's house. Yeah. And it's something I feel like that our entire crew, it gives 
all of us something to look forward to. They yeah. they knew that we had been looking and they love they love this area where we go to and everybody will say that their favorite vacation was last year. And so we're getting ready to go on vacation, a family vacation for the first time since Hallie passed. And so I know I know everybody's there's a sense of dread. Yeah, a little worry. What's it gonna be like? Worry, dread, just angst about it. And I think this is kind of like a God thing, a Hallie thing of giving our family something to look forward to and kind of a new place for us all to create memories at Hallie's house. At Hallie's house. I love it. Absolutely love it. We've got a cool painting. Oh, my gosh. This lady Mm, that owns Story Designs, go check it out um, on Facebook or Instagram. But her husband had passed away, and she started getting into painting, and she does an amazing job. I have two paintings that she did for me. One is, I will not cause pain without allowing something new to be born, says the Lord. That Isaiah 669 quote that showed up for us after Hallie passed away. And then I had her take a picture that I had taken of Hallie and Lexi walking on the beach that has like a green little orb on Hallie that I absolutely love this picture because they're just walking along the beach in the sunset. And she took that and took Lexi out of it. And it's just Hallie walking on the beach with the John thirteen seven quote that Hallie had in her eighth grade letter saying, you don't know what I'm doing now, but someday you will. So go check her out. She has amazing, amazing things. But we had that made knowing that at some point we would have some sort of rental property. So we have that for the for Hallie's house. But in, in doing all that and talking about that, you know, we sat the kids down and said, listen. <laughs> things got to change. You guys want a place for us to go that we love. Then we have to change the way that we are spending and the way that we are living right now. Yeah, because it was like, get out of school. It was like, you oh, you want to go buy Chick-fil-A? Okay. You want to go get Starbucks? Okay. Oh, let's all go to dinner tonight, $250. For our crew, yeah. That's all done, kids. Yeah. So it's been interesting, though. I think you were a little bit like, okay, I'm going to really have to wrangle Andrea and Summer in. Like, this is Summer's be. still struggling with the stopping for food. That's a struggle for her right now. And I told her again this week, I was like, honey, you're going to have to get up five minutes earlier and pack a sandwich or whatever that is because we're not stopping anymore. And it was it was a funny moment. I tell this on her because, you know, she was like, well, I'll pay for it. I was like, honey, I don't, I'm running crazy. I don't have time, but I'll bring a bunch of snacks. So I brought banana, bag of muffins, granola bars, like seven different items. And she's like, I want none of that. And I was like, well, then you're not that hungry. I'm starving. I'm like, well, it takes three days for the body to starve. I was like, and if you were really that hungry, one of these seven items would suffice. I'll take the granola bar. Okay. And then got her home. So Yeah. So we've been packing our lunches where kids have done some interviews for some jobs. I mean, really? Are we putting the kids to work? No it's good. extra. No extra purchases. And it's it's a good lesson for all of them. And it's interesting because I would say I'm actually kind of appreciating it as well, having like our family come together and get behind a goal because they're all in on it Mm -hmm. for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, We talk about, too, that through all of this grief and pain that you realize that you're not in control. And I think that being on a budget like this and working towards a goal gives you 
a little bit of feeling like you're in control. Yeah, whether it's true or not, it gives us false security. Okay, yeah, I'm keeping like, track okay, of all my stuff. Right, and gives gives us a little bit of purpose. Then we started a business called the Investment Crew because we needed, you know, you got to make an LLC when you're renting out a house. And so we did that so that the kids would feel included. Yeah, we tried to come up with a name that was about the crew. Yeah. And then that way, when they are saving and they have to be reminded why, there, there's that. I said to Chase this week, I was like, Chase, I mean, we're doing this. And eventually you kids take that over. That's how this works. And so that's why we named it the Investment Crew. I mean, it, it's it feels like it's going okay so far. I mean, it, the money is flying out like nobody's Well, that's for the house. Yeah. <laughs> As yeah. we like, it's not furnished, so we have to like furnish it. Yeah. And that's been... So, but you're doing a great job at that, saving money, still getting really nice things. And it's been one of those things where as long as everybody stays on the same page with the goal, it'll be fine. And I do think it can bring family together in that regards. And and two, you know, you always want your kids to have more than you had growing up, right? I mean, that's what everybody wants. Oh, everybody does that, right. Yeah. And so we had been doing that. And it felt like maybe we were doing too much. If I'm being in my mind, it felt like, oh, it's getting pretty easy for these kids. And so to reel it back in, have them get jobs, have them going to work, realize, hey, this is life. This is if you want nice things, you have to work for nice things. That, to me, has been good. And so I'm glad that we have the old budget BS working <laughs> just for things exactly like that. Well, and I think it's been it's been good for you and I, too, because I feel like I am running things by you more <laughs> Does it feel like that? It does feel like I'm that. Like, yes. Hey, now, okay. Are you sure we should do this? Are you? Do you think this will look good? Do you like? I this? like it. It feels like a partnership, honey. Yeah, it really does. Well, I mean, because you have the LLC now. Now we're legally in a. We're really in this together. Yes, she is running more and more by me. And so I do think that's good. But to go back to blending a family, it's one of those things where you really need to have these conversations like we did. Are we going to join our checkbooks? What are we? How do you budget? How do, how do you budget? How do you spend? Because it can be it can be difficult for just regularly married folks at a traditional home. And then you're blending families and you got all the things that go with that, whether that be child support, this, that or the other. It's a lot. I also think it takes time. Like to get to know how you work together. I mean, we've been married two years and I still think we're learning stuff how to navigate some of these things that we wouldn't have known two years ago. Right. So it is a journey. So I would say if you're still struggling with finances and how you work through that, like give yourself time because it, it takes a while for it to flow and that hundred percent like trust in the decision making versus being like, yeah, I'm going to keep my stuff over here because yeah, not really sure. And the hard thing about that when you do that is you're already blending a family and it's hard. Now right. you're keeping another wall up when you do that. Yeah. So you put, you put this down in the notes. I thought it was really interesting. Good rule of thumb when creating a blended family budget. 50% towards necessities. 30% towards discretionary spending. That might be sports or stuff like that. Clothing. 20% of income towards your savings. I know for somebody like 20%, how do you do that? Well, when you do that, you figure out how to make the rest of it work, right? Right, totally. It's like when you put a bunch in savings and you leave yourself less, well, you don't go to dinner as much or you don't buy the shirt that you don't really need or, you know. But you both have to be on the same page of what that percentage is. For sure. That makes sense a lot. And then the other thing is who's going to do the checkbook? I do like that. We both do it. So we hold each other accountable in that regard. Like I do it 
through my old paper way, paper register. <laughs> And then you've got your forecast through your spreadsheet, and it, and it works. That well, then we talk about too. Like I know what stuff, bigger bills or things that work. Okay, hey, this is what I'm thinking we could put in savings. And then you're like, oh yeah, that aligns with what I'm thinking. This is how much you know I'm going to pay on my credit card type of thing. Yeah, I like it. So it forces that conversation. I don't get as excited though when it balances to the. Penny. <laughs> you never even balance it to the penny. <laughs> don't be lying over there. Don't be fibbing on me. So yeah, it, it's really cool for our family right now that we are starting this journey together to have a place that we'll be able to rent so that people know more about Hallie. And then also that we'll be able to go there and travel and vacation. Might not be able to fly because we can't afford that. So we have to drive because we're on a budget. But but the positive I've been saying is we would usually travel with the kids twice a year anyway. And so that money that we were spending on a place to stay now goes back into the house. So that is helpful and beneficial that way. You have been traveling for work oh a lot. Yeah, I literally got home 30 minutes ago. I'm like, okay, well, we got to get this podcast in. Yeah, last week I was in Nashville for work. And this week I was in Asheville, North Carolina for work. And that's a lot. It's yeah. a lot for us. I've got a lot of travel in the next six or seven weeks. And that's also something that it's challenging to work mm-hmm. through. Yes. We've been on a little bit of a struggle bus on that recently. Of just like, okay, here we go again. It's the most travel you've ever had since we met. That's why. Well, yeah, well, we different. met during COVID. Yeah. But it ebbs and flows. So sure. sometimes it's like, you know, I go a few weeks without and then, holy cow, now there's a lot. I think it's just no, it's worth noting that if you're not out traveling and you just are like watching the news and you hear all this craziness. It's amazing when you travel because I would say 95% of the people you cross paths with are amazing humans. And it's kind of refreshing, even though travel can be draining, but it's refreshing if you look around at everybody that you interact with and you're like, there's so many good people in the world. There are a lot of good people. We don't hear about it because the news wants you to think the worst of everything. You're right. right. A lot and of good people. So I was flying to Nashville and I ended up was like one of the last ones to board. And there were it was full flight. It was just a, a few middle seats left. And so I end up sitting in between a younger guy with a little kid and then like an older gentleman. And so I started talking to them and the older gentleman said, oh, this is my son that you're sitting next to. So I'm like, sat down in between a father's son and his little boy. So we were kind of talking and he was saying that his whole family, they they were coming back from Destin because his wife had passed away two years ago and she wanted her ashes spread in the ocean. Mm. I was like, oh my gosh, just the sweetest, sweetest man. And so of course, and I share with him like I'm so sorry like that's so tough and he's like well she'd been sick for a really long time and so we were talking about that and then I shared that I had lost my daughter and I also feel like God brings people into your life and so I started talking about that and talking about what actually happened to her you know Mm -hmm. and that whole situation then he was like well my son is a prosecuting attorney (laughs) what are the odds okay let me pick your brain. <laughs> it just it was just interesting, but just super great, great people. So one day we'll share more about the judicial system. I had posted on social media 
like, hey, ask us anything. We're going to do podcasts around Q&A. And I had quite a few people say, we want to know more about what's happening next. Yeah, we just can't and talk about it. We're just not going to talk about it. When it's all done, tune in. Yeah. Because I will share this entire process. But until then, not sharing anything no. about the judicial system and that whole journey. But I also, what, so then I landed in Nashville and our office is in Franklin. So it's a little bit of a hike. And so I got into Uber. I ended up having this older guy. He was probably in his 70s that um, was from Honduras, but he'd been in the U.S. for a long time. He was just telling me about his life and his plans to move back there because he's really just wanting to go have that simple life that he had. I think he was 14 when he came over to the U.S. And he had got separated from his mom. And it was just a whole long, sad story, but, but a beautiful story. And I don't even remember what he said, but he said something. And it just triggered me to share about Hallie. And he said, I lost my 20-month-old son. He was living in California, and he got backed over by a vehicle at church. I mean, can you imagine that? Awful. It made me cry. And he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make you cry. I'm like, no, it's totally fine. And he said said one profound thing to me. He said, "The, the pain never goes away. You just learn to live with it, which... People say that over and over, but he said the only certainty that we have in life is death. And I'm like, oh, damn. It's true. (laughs) Damn. That's so true. It's so true. Anyway, just a sweet, sweet conversation with him. And I just. Everybody gets, unless your name was Jesus, everybody's getting out of here the same way. Yeah. Nobody's getting out alive. that's, That's just how that works. So. So that was neat. And then you, you also then come back from Asheville. Oh, the, so this is fine. I hadn't even heard this because you just got walked just in the house. Home. And then, the, yeah. So we boarded this, the flight, the last flight, because there's no direct. So I had a layover in Charlotte. And we get on, I get on the plane and I sit in between two ladies. And the one lady is on her phone talking to somebody. And I'm listening because she's sitting right next to me. She's like, you know what? That's God's problem. That is not your problem. And you don't have to worry about it. Just put it on God and move on. But she said multiple times, it's God's problem. It's not your problem. You can't solve it. Anyway, she hangs up. I look over at her. I'm like, that is great advice. And the lady sitting next to me goes, wait, I didn't hear what the advice was. What'd she say? (laughs) So I said, she says God's problem. And she's like, that's right. I said, yep, we're, I tell myself over and over, we're not in control. The lady said, yeah, good thing we're not in control because it'd be way worse than what it is now. Yeah, we were fair. in control. That's so fair. it was just funny. It was funny. It was a sweet conversation. I feel like things keep happening. God's showing up for you, Allie's showing up for you in your travels. And so that's good when those things can happen. And makes you smile a little bit yeah. and know that there's there's a lot of goodness in the world. Yeah. And just to bring it all back around, just we're excited to be traveling to Hallie's house and meet people there and start making new friends. And I had several people say to me when they heard my story, just you're traveling, right? And you're with people and you have conversations around like, oh, well, how old are your kids? And, oh, your oldest, you know, when, where does she go to school? And so you, there's natural conversations where you end up, you end up sharing. And I I do want to talk about her, but I, I had several people in the last two weeks go, how are you standing? It's a, you're, I tell you all the time, you're the most impressive person I've ever been around. And I just say, I don't know. I don't know, but I am fighting 
through it every day. And I just keep thinking every day, what can I do for Hallie? Like, how can I live for her? And it's still, my chest is still tight. I can tell certain days that her chest is tight. Like we'll wake up and it'd be in the bathroom and I can tell oh, it's it going to be a tough day. And I'll say something she'll say, my chest is tight. And I can tell. It feels like it's going to cave in. Like that's, it aches and it feels like it's going to cave in. And I just keep thinking, okay, well, what would Hallie tell me? Hallie would say, get your ass up. Like yeah. I'm fine. And so I hear that over and over I don't know what else to do. Like, I, I don't have an answer when people say, how are you still standing? I'm like, I don't know. I'm just fighting every day. And I just want to fight for her and do things for her. And so, she you know, loved, whether she it's, loved her mom living uh, life. Right. And so she wants you to keep living your life. Just frankly, so hard. Yes. Frankly, she's living a better life than you are. Well, yeah, because she's, she's better. better than everyone. Yeah. yeah. But she still wants you to live your life. So do I. Well, so we're do all the kids. It for her. Yes. But we're trying to for her. You're right. We try to live for her so that all of this isn't in vain over the long term and that other people are helped through the podcast and through your book that's going to be coming out and all, all of those things. Now that we've got Angie crying good, <laughs> I guess we'll shut her down and I'll go go console. That'll be that's what <laughs> he's been waiting to do that for a couple of days, by the way, because oh. I've been gone. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to snuggle up with her. Just cuddle, cuddle. It's cuddle time. So, all right. Well, everybody, happy Father's Day. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. We probably should get like a hashtag blessed X percent off when you rent the new Hallie's house. Oh, yeah, we should. Yeah. (laughs) For listeners. We'll have a discount code for you. (laughs) For Airbnb. (laughs) So have a wonderful week. We can't wait to talk to you next week. And God bless. Thank you for listening to Blended Blessed and Always a Mess. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and at blendedblessedalwaysamess.com. Reach out to us on any of our social channels. We would love to hear from you. Have a great week.